Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Big shout out to my man, Q Ward, who has the week off. Um, but it is okay because we have a special guest who is going to talk to us today about some very important things. If you've been paying attention to the news, it's or to really anything, it's really hard to miss what's going on politically these days. Um, and so we will be taking some time to discuss midterm elections and we will also take some time to uh to discuss the voter suppression initiatives that we need to be mindful for um that have been enacted at different places around the country and we have a very special guest in the building today to talk to us about both of those things dr camilla westenberg um and and i've given you the introduction many times but please just a brief rundown of your accolades uh for our listeners oh my goodness well i'm a pro professor emeritus of phoenix college uh, i taught there for approximately 30 years in the english department uh, i advised uh, the naacp bsu club while i was there uh, I taught uh, developmental English, um, African-American literature in a class that I created, Rap Literature of the Oral Tradition. And I'm involved in a number of organizations within the community beyond uh, the Maricopa County branch of the NAACP, AKA Top Ladies of Distinction, The Links, and the National Council of Negro Women. Wonderful. And so we are definitely going to uh, enjoy today's conversation. Um, again, a lot to stick around for. Um, and hopefully we will give you all the tools you need, not only to vote yourself, but to get your community out and voting as well. But first and foremost, around here, we like to start off with Q's favorite segment. We call it Ebony Excellence. And uh, today's Ebony Excellence is brought to you by Major Threads uh, Athletic Menswear. Uh, you can find out more at majorthreads.com. Uh, today we are shouting out Dr. Karen Harding, who is the president of the Maricopa County branch of the NAACP. Um, so I will read. The Maricopa County branch of the NAACP has continued to incorporate a segment of its Get Out the Vote outreach to be specifically designed to continue to work with the hip hop and spoken word communities through the, of the population through the incorporation of the Circle to the Cypher projects. This provides an expertise in terms of reaching young artists in these specific genres and to encourage and mentor them to utilize their skills to spread the Get Out the Vote message in their artistic formats. Uh, dominant focus of the outreach is to highlight issues that may be directly impacting the next generation as well as the critical issues that will restore democracy. It is felt that it is imperative that the country not turn to an aristocracy as is the current momentum. And again, Dr. Karen Harding is spearheading this effort um, and among, among others at the uh, Maricopa County branch of the NAACP. And they're really making an impact, really getting uh, people excited about sharing information and really getting the community galvanized and mobilized in terms of voting. And we love to see that. We love to see more of it. And this is why we've taken today to highlight what we believe is a shining example of Ebony Excellence. So once again, shout out to Dr. Karen Harding, the president of the Maricopa County branch of the NAACP and all of her supporters uh, at the uh, Maricopa County branch of the NAACP. 
Now, midterm elections. Um, Dr. Westenberg, you and I have had uh, quite a few conversations about the midterm elections, uh, the upcoming midterm elections, we'll say it that way. And there's a lot to to account for, a lot to take into you know, consideration uh, as we approach election day, if I'm honest. So um, before we start, you know, you you have so much more perspective than me and, and a lot of our listeners. Um, and, and I love to hear you talk about it. So can you share a little bit about how important voting was to your elders? It was extremely important. Uh, it was a privilege and it was something that was not taken lightly uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think in terms of the restrictions that were placed on me uh, growing up, and then I consider the restrictions that were placed on my elders, mm. uh, you can do a comparison and understand what my elders went through. Sure. Now, I was not born too many moons ago. <laughs> I just had my 75th birthday. But in my growing up, oh, thank you. But in my growing up, as you have heard, I, living here amongst you, was not able to drink from a water fountain. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what it was like for my mother and my father. I could not use a restroom. I could not eat at uh, a restaurant. Um, I would have to sit in the balcony of the movie theater if we were even able to go in. Uh, I had to sit at the back of the bus. Um, I could not try on shoes or hats. Uh, there were just so many restrictions that were placed on me <laughs> mm. as an individual. So for my mother and my father, uh, it was much, much worse. They were very fortunate. My mother taught, so she had some, some things that worked for her a little bit better than others in the community. But uh, we were poor. We were poor people. We did not have a lot of money. We did not have privileges to enjoy life the way young people or even I enjoy life today. It's completely different. Mm. So uh, we, we recognize that, you know, voting, as you say, is a privilege. And most of the time when people think of voting, uh, we think of voting for the president of the United States. This happens every mm -hmm. four years, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this upcoming election is what's known as a midterm election. So, again, for mm -hmm. folks who are just being becoming acquainted with the political process, explain what midterm elections are. Well, it is during the midterm elections that you have the opportunity to vote on a lot, many of the local public officials. And those are the individuals with whom you have to be very concerned because they are making some of the decisions that are germane to your current life right in your community, whether it is uh, the, the, the school board, which is one that 
really advocate that people uh, look at and make a determination as to who are you electing for your school board, for your city council. Uh, each of those individuals uh, make a determination as to what is happening in your personal environment whether it's in school, whether it's in the streets, uh, when I say streets, lights, uh, whether uh, it has to do with the police system, uh, whether it uh, is uh, the water system, I, I may have said that. Mm -hmm. All of those factors are, are germane to your everyday life and what is taking place. And so one should be very, very concerned about midterm elections. Yes, the... the um, the um, the presidential election is important. And then the next thing is during the midterm elections, you're making a determination about who you're going to send to Washington, D.C. Uh, for the, to be a part of the Senate and the House to make some of those larger decisions. So you're really dealing with it at two levels, mm. uh, for, at the local, you know, for your city, for your county, uh, as well as who is going to represent you at the national level as well. And so you need to look at that ballot and you need to look at it up and down all the way through and not just go to the governor at the top. Uh, uh, but you need to look at all aspects of it and do as much research and investigation as you can and also find some reliable sources within your community that will have done the research that you can trust to give you information mm. uh, about uh, those individuals or those propositions for which you should vote. So it's really quite crucial. You know, there's um, something that I learned um, recently, if I'm honest. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm well aware of our history and obviously, I've been voting in every election since I was 18. Um, and, and, and I've been tapped in, certainly with our history. Um, you know, you are partially to blame for that, being my teacher and mentor uh, when I was in college. So um, it, it's, it's sort of strange to admit this on the radio, but I don't think that I became intimately familiar with much of the political process until uh, President Obama was elected. Um, I, like many folks, thought that, well, once President Obama gets into office with the perspective that he has, you know, he can, you know, change everything just, you know, by waving a magic presidential wand and, you know, everything will be better on the other side of this presidency. Uh, and I realized as I paid attention to the news, because he was a very celebrated individual in, in our circles, mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of what I was reading was, you know, how there was so much opposition to him. And then I started to dig a little bit deeper and I realized the source of that opposition mm -hmm. was found in Congress and in the Senate, you know, mm -hmm. primarily in the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's another branch of the government as well, the uh, judiciary branch, which is the Supreme right. Court. And that isn't uh, a branch that has too much to do with um, our elect electoral process because those folks are um, nominated by the president, uh, him or herself. 
However, uh, for President Obama to realize that he had encountered opposition at almost every turn, it let me know, okay, there's more going on here than I understood, anticipated. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I recognized that, you know, there's, there's a little bit more, uh, as I mentioned. And what that was, was the people that were elected uh, in the midterms helped keep a much of, uh, I guess, Obama's power in check, right? That's and, true. Yeah, yeah, and that's very problematic. And what we've seen is that there was a backlash to the election of President Obama um, by conservative uh, pockets of this country saying, okay, well, if he made it to office, we are going to do our best to block his agenda at every turn. So let's elect senators who are uh, who are not along party lines. Let's, if he's a, if Obama's a Democrat, let's elect Republican senators. Um, let's elect uh, Republican uh, congresspeople. And they will represent our interests um, in D.C. and hopefully stall or block Obama's agenda. And so in that uh, time in my life, I realized exactly what Obama was up against. Mm -hmm. And I realized that for a lot of our listeners, a lot of a lot of people who might be casually engaged in the political process, it may feel like. You know, politics don't speak for you. It doesn't affect your day-to-day -day life. They're not speaking your language. You know, you voted once, twice, whatever, and you felt no change in your day-to-day. -day. So why bother? Mm -hmm. And I think you said it best, Dr. Westenberg, when you said it, you have to bear in mind that there's two battles. There's, there's a battle on two fronts. I'm not sure exactly how you said it, but basically you illustrated that it's twofold. It's not just voting for the president. It's also making sure that you um, mm -hmm. bolster the president okay. via midterm elections by getting uh, mm -hmm. representatives, Congress folks and, uh, mm -hmm. and senators to D.C. Um, and as well as as local um, folks in your in your immediate vicinity, people mm -hmm. that, as you mentioned, um, are responsible for municipal um, uh, operations and so forth. So, you know, to everyone that has uh, felt that those feelings of like being disconnected from outcomes, being disconnected from uh, whatever it was that you were hopeful for, whatever it is you thought, you know, this happened to me too, so I'm not mad at you. Um, just know that there's another card to play and it's midterm mm -hmm. elections. Mm -hmm. So let's lean into this a bit more. Um, let's discuss how uh, the let's let's discuss what's at stake um, if we don't participate fully in midterm elections. Well, this year, probably more than any other year, not probably, it's for real, there is a possibility of losing our democracy. Now, mind you, as a 
representative of the NAACP and the second vice president for political action. Uh, I, I must say that the NAACP is a nonpartisan organization. Sure. And so I cannot um, support any particular political candidate according to political affiliations, but I certainly can do it uh, or address policy. Okay. And what is at risk is, above all things, this notion of democracy. Mm. Whenever you have a cohort of people, and I tell all listeners that you need to do your research, you need to listen uh, to what the positions are of individuals and make sure you understand what the positions are of those candidates. But any time you have uh, a candidate or an individual who is willing to overturn, overturn the votes of the masses uh, to put in position a policy that would allow them to look at how the masses voted and if they did not like it, to simply overturn it or to identify electors who are not elected electors then it becomes problematic. Sure. Then you have individuals who are anti-democratic and it no longer, this country no longer becomes a country by the people, for the people, the voice of the people. Mm -hmm. And so above all, losing our democracy in this midterm election is the most paramount concern that we have. Now, there are a num number of other factors that uh, we need to look at. Uh, women's rights, abortion is one. You need to look at those candidates and see what their, their positions are as, uh, as it relates uh, to abortion. You need to look at them and see what their positions are as it relates to gun rights. You need to look and see what their positions are as far as the freedom of LGBTQ and choice and marriage is concerned. Hmm. It's a host of things that are right at the core of, of what this particular election is going to uh, impact. As a Absolutely, absolutely everything about who we are, what we have, what we stand to our, um, for, our freedoms are at risk. Absolutely. Truly, truly at risk. I don't know that the masses uh, understand that. And to be complacent um, is problematic. Mm. As I've always said, you better get in the game because they are playing the game. And this year they are playing it hard. Mm. They're playing it very hard with some serious, hardcore differences from the values and the thoughts that the Constitution was built on. And so uh, 
we need to get our act together and look at it very, very closely, make some decisions and get there and vote. That is what is at risk. Your education is at risk. Your jobs are at risk. Your transportation is at risk. Your health is at risk. Your taxes are at risk. Absolutely everything. Mm. Everything. So, you know, there's... um. A lot of people who, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, there are people who feel disconnected from the political process. And the only thing that anyone can really point to is inflation or gas prices or, you know, things along that, along those lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And I realize that you can't, you know, delve into this uh to any great degree because of your position uh, with the NAACP having to be in a formal capacity, nonpartisan, but I will do my best to kind of articulate what I believe uh, is the case for <coughs> folks um, because they feel disconnected from many of the outcomes uh, they're, They feel disconnected from their vote meaning something in their lives. And when the only thing that's measurable that is, for lack of a better term, tactile, mm-hmm. that they can uh, see, touch, feel, taste, et cetera, is mm-hmm. gas prices, you know, or, you know, things like along those lines. Um, they may feel like, well, the current administration, uh, under the current administration, prices are higher. And under the previous administration, prices were lower. Mm-hmm. And they may not consider uh, the move to, uh, you know, release, you know, um, simple possession crimes for marijuana on the federal level. They may not uh, consider the move to attempt to uh, cancel $20,000 in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not take into account that the current administration may perhaps be playing the long game for everyone's uh, benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, And they may be hyper-focused on the short-term uncomfortability in terms of the gas prices. And so that may cause a lot of folks to sway away from, you know, whatever, without dealing with all of the, uh, the realities. And so I love what you said about being fully informed, kind of immersing yourself in the political process, because for folks that don't know, um, it's very easy to say, well, you know, as bad as it was, it didn't affect me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 2016 to 2020, as bad as it was, as scary as it was, I can't mm-hmm. point to anything too expensive. So, you know, that that may be just the path that we have to take versus, you know, bearing in mind, OK, we have a planet to save. We have you know, there's a lot of things, as you mentioned, uh, women's right. There's a there's a lot of things that are on this midterm ballot. And um, I, I think that the point I'm making is that I I really appreciate you articulating that um, folks need to inform themselves. Folks need to really understand sort of what. <laughs> at stake. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I and remember I said because politics can be overwhelming and confusing mm-hmm. but you're not alone in the process of trying to weed through everything. 
So you need to find some resources within your community that you know have the same values and concerns that you have to help you in weeding through all of the information and all of the decisions that have to be made. And I think sometimes that's what's what the problem is. It's just overwhelming for people. So don't just carry the burden yourself, but look for resources and look for resources that you value as an entity within your community. And I guarantee you that there is some messaging there that will help you in your decision-making process. And uh, while we're there, um, just because I can do this now, uh, if you want these resources, if you want to motivate the people around you, let's say you know exactly where you stand, okay? If you want resources to motivate those around you, go to NAACP.org. You can get organized. You can organize within your community. You can get folks Mm -hmm. out to the polls to vote. Um, and if you are underinformed, you can also go to NAACP.org and start there in terms of your uh, learning process. And uh, there's lots of resources you can't go wrong. Exactly. And, and I would also say you need to check out your black press, too. Absolutely. 